0: Happy New Year. It's Faye here from Freelance Mum. I hope that 2018 is off to a flying start for you. There's been an awful lot of chat at Freelance Mum about themes and theme setting and goal setting when it comes to 2018. And there's lots of different ways, of course, that you can approach your new year. Perhaps the word resolution just doesn't quite work for you. Possibly it's about making a promise to yourself. Well, with all of that in mind, I thought we'd put some of the best questions to Linda Davies Carr, the master fixer, and see what she could come up with because let's face it when it comes to juggling small business around all the other millions of balls that we're constantly juggling and occasionally dropping it can be a little bit tricky to actually work on the big stuff as well so we thought we'd bring the business surgery to linda and put our problems to her happy listening
1: hi my name's linda davis Carr, and i am the master fixer i'm a business coach a straight talking business coach who gets results
0: i help busy business owners, uh, get more clients, make more money and just sleep better at night. So here we are Linda, the master fixer. It's January, the beginning of a new year. The sort of time where people are making, you might say resolutions, promises to themselves. They're starting the year with a new sense of positivity. What advice would you give to small business owners as they set forth into 2018 when it comes to keeping to those promises?
1: Wow, that's a great question. Um, I would say it's important to recognise your limitations yeah, and to recognise what motivates you. So I will always encourage people to have short-term goals, some medium-term goals and some longer goals. You can have the big, hairy, audacious goal, the big, scary goal, absolutely, as a stretch goal, but you don't want it to be so big that it scares you or it intimidates you. So I would say set some goals along the way. Have your vision in the future, absolutely, that you're working towards, your overarching goal. But have some short-term goals that you can achieve along the way. And then when you get them,
0: when you achieve them, celebrate them. And how important is it as well as people who are often juggling lots of balls at the same time to, within that time, mark out just downtime? taking some time out away from your business or your career or whatever
1: you need to take time away from is really important feeding your soul feeding your mind feeding your strength and your health so that you can prosper for the following years absolutely critical
0: you recently celebrated your first year as the master fixer though what you've been doing you've done naturally for life really What have you personally learned as the Master Fixer in the last 12 months? You ask some tricky questions. (laughs) What have I
1: learned? Um, I've learned not to be so hard on myself. That it's okay to make loads of mistakes along the way as long as you take the learning. Absolutely. If you set a goal and you hit it early on, as I did, it's okay to keep going. I set myself a little goal when I kicked off the Master Fixer of 10 coaching clients within the first year, by the end of 2017. And in 2017, I'm super proud to say that we coached 50 people 50 business owners which was something I'd never thought that we would achieve and I was really proud of that really really proud a little nervous about telling everybody but super proud be proud if you reach a goal early would you stop or keep going absolutely keep going just stretch yourself don't make yourself uncomfortable don't let it become overwhelming but stretch yourself see what you can achieve you know and if you need someone to talk to to someone to help you stretch that talk to a friend talk to a girlfriend talk to your partner talk to someone who's going to ask you the difficult questions you know engage with a coach if that's
0: the thing that you want to do Linda, we've been putting some questions to freelance mums in the mothership. I'm going to put you on the spot a bit now and put them to you. This is a great first question to kick things off, and this comes from Rin Hanbera, and she's a copywriter, runs a small copywriting agency. The question is this, how do you prioritise your to-do list? No matter what I do, I always seem to be juggling so many things.
1: Rin's situation is slightly different, though, and she's got two little people, so she's got twins, and she's a single mum. So that's tough. And I've been there. I was a single mum for ten years with two two children, not twins, but two girls. And I would say if you have a to do list, you do it the night before. Um, there should never be more than six items on your list, because otherwise it just becomes overwhelming. So ideally between three and six items on your list and do it the night before or when you stop working for the day and then revisit it the following day, the following morning and refocus your mind because things might have changed overnight and work on achieving those three to six things that day. Because if you have an A4 list of things to do, it'll be overwhelming and you'll never get it all done. You'll feel a failure at the end of the day. So I would say keep it a small list and achieve it and nail it that day. But more importantly, if you've got a great long list and you really, really don't know where to start, a really simple tool to do is um, a simple two-by-two matrix. So you've got four squares. One side is important, and one side is urgent. And then what you do is you you plot the things you've got to do in one of those four squares. So if it's urgent and it's important, you do it straight away. If it's not urgent and it's not important, you could delegate it or outsource it to someone. So I'd advise
0: Rin to do that two-by-two matrix, and if she gets stuck with it, to give me a call. And where do the overarching goals fall within that list? I mean, this is almost a personal question. It's very easy when you're working on the day-to-day to-do list to forget those overarching goals that you're also desperately trying to work on.
1: Uh, Okay, so say, for instance, your goal might be to earn £2,000 in February. That's your your overarching goal. You need the £2,000 to pay your bills, your business bills, to pay your mortgage to live your life. So I would say, when you look objectively at your list and you've been through the process of what's urgent, what's important, then you've got to keep asking yourself, will it make the boat go faster? And there's a great analogy. I think you can can Google it or you can YouTube it. And it was a story of four UK Olympic rowers. And they set a task to win a gold medal at the Olympics. And obviously there's four men, four partners, four girlfriends, four sets of kids potentially, and four years worth of activities. And every time they wanted to do something, they asked themselves, "Okay, that's fine, but will it make the boat go faster? So if I bring that back into your business, I would say... Your overarching goal might be to earn that money in February and maybe you get a curveball in January or you get asked to go on holiday or you get asked away for the weekend or whatever. The question you ask yourself is, will it help me achieve
0: the goal that I've set myself? Great. Great way to remember that one. Will it make the boat go faster? Next question. This comes from Helen Farmer. How do you figure out what to outsource or get help with? It's kind of back to that two by two matrix again. You know, what's important
1: and what's urgent. So if it's something that needs your personal time, your personal attention, you can't outsource that. But if it's something that isn't important and isn't urgent and can could be done by someone else, then I'd outsource it. And I do believe you should do what you do best,
0: and absolutely outsource the rest. So the next question is um, quite specific. It's from someone who runs a kinesiology business. What's the best way of getting new clients? I want clients that want to get better health and improve how they feel. That's a
1: great question and quite a tricky question in the field that person works in um, because you have to use your marketing language in whatever media you're using whether it's Facebook or social media or or you're sending emails to those people is you have to tap into the pain or what they're experiencing so the question might be are you sick and tired of feeling sick and tired and then you provide the solution I can help get in touch Um, so that's a really good trigger to get people to come and have a conversation with you. So it's lots of those pain questions to get someone in tune to what you're offering or what she's offering. Word of mouth is fantastic. Testimonials are critical. Yeah, if you're not using your testimonials on on a daily basis on your on your feed or social media or your business page or your website, you're just missing a trick. You need to make the testimonials look and sound fantastic. So you might just screenshot the testimonial for instance or you might put it on on a Canva image and make it come alive in your copy you might ask someone to do a video for you because people will want the validation of what you do fixes stuff and for the person who asked the question it's quite complicated and quite detailed and she needs a marketing plan doesn't she and there are lots and lots of ways that you can do that but if I was to do if I was to offer a quick solution it would be tap into the pain questions and use the pain questions in your
0: marketing copy another question here from the Mothership Linda what are your top tips from women who are trying to set up a small business whilst also having another job. I think it's one that a lot of us can relate to.
1: I think it's really important to understand your end goal you know what's the plan what's the vision and be absolutely clear about that there's all sorts of all sorts of evidence suggests that you have that's to to imply that you have to write the goal down and it has to be everywhere that you that can see it and everything you you do aligns to that goal so it's having the big vision but i would say be really clear about the time that you've got to work on your business, developing your business, as opposed to doing your business. So you would say, I've got, I might work part-time, but I have part-time hours available to build my business. So I'm going to be, I'm gonna have a plan about it, I'm going to be strategic about it, I'm going to do a business plan, I'm going to work out who my ideal clients are, I'm going to identify what my market is, what my niche, what's my ideal? what's my proposition, you know, what's my unique selling point, what's my point of differentiation, how can I attract the type of customers who are going to be attracted to the type of service or product that i've got and how am i different from the other people who are doing what i'm doing as well so be absolutely clear about what your point of differentiation is who your ideal client is and how you're going to get to those people and then somebody once gave a great piece of advice to me and they said you have to give it away linda over and over again because i do believe in karma stuff does come back it goes full circle but also you have to be humble when you're starting you need those customers you need them saying great stuff about you and i wouldn't say you have to give it away forever but i do think you have to give it away over and over again to get that recognition and get
0: that feedback and on a practical note you know if this person is working x amount of days a week and therefore has limited time to give her new business would you say right make one day of the week set that side a day for your new business how would you tackle that it depends how much
1: time they've got what their setup is and often um, people start new businesses when they're on maternity leave or they start businesses when they go back from the maternity leave and they're miserable and they can't make the juggling work so I would say be clear about your vision um, be clear about your time and work out is how much you really really want it is it that you want the new business or is it that you just want out of what you're currently doing be absolutely clear about what that is because it's easy to say I want to start my own business but as you know Faye running a business is really hard work and it takes a lot of time and emotional energy you know and have you got that energy a lot of a lot of businesses small businesses fail in the first 12 months you don't want to be part of that statistic so so try out how much do you want it or is it a case of you you don't want what you've currently got so how much are you willing to hustle and work for it and then I I suppose I would ask the question is like what are you willing to do consistently no matter what so no matter whether you're on holiday no matter whether or not you're ill no matter whether or not the children are ill no matter whether or not your partner's giving you a hard time no matter what what are you willing to do to work on your business to move your business forward no matter what
0: great answer what are you willing to do no matter what this is the final one Linda and you're doing incredibly well given you've had absolutely zero notice I'm just putting you right on the spot here Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sensing I'm going to use one of your words here a touch of procrastination here um, that this is a question again from the mothership how do you actually start your business okay so you've obviously got a great idea in your head Uh, you've talked to all your friends about it
1: you've maybe created some social media presence to support that great idea but there's something stopping you pressing go 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 I would actually look internally. What's going on in there? It's not procrastination. Procrastination is just a modern day term for I'm choosing not to make this a priority. Yeah, I say it to my children all the time, you're choosing not to do something. It's not procrastination. It's just an overused term. So what are you, What? you? what's going on inside your head? Or what's stopping you pressing that go button, that green button? So it's going on in your head. And mindset matters with business. It's really, really important. So maybe it's fear of failure. Maybe it's fear of success. I don't know. Maybe it's fear of something else. People laughing at you whatever yeah but you've got to be clear about what's going on in your head about your business and you need to talk to someone about that because it's easy to procrastinate all day long fleeting around on social media looking at cute pictures of kittens yeah whatever it is that that lights your fire but you can waste all day thinking about it so it's either talking to someone who knows you really really well who's going to give you that straight talking or engaging with someone who's going to shine the light on you and ask you the tricky questions and talk to you about your business in a straight talking way you know and coaches do that really
0: really well and finally Linda and this is a bit of a mean one you can relax after this what are your personal goals for 2018 my goal for 2018 is to
1: build my business to such a level where my husband my lovely husband um, can choose to retire at 55 which is in about two and a half years time now that's not 2018 but I want to make certain progression this year so that we know that we're on our way. Also this year, as part of that transition, I will will launch an online affordable coaching program for people who don't have time or don't have the the expertise or don't have the money to come and do one-to-one coaching. So like my affordable workshop series, I'm going to provide affordable coaching online on a monthly basis to people who need it. And also I have my VIP online international offering
0: that I will be launching in 2018. Linda Davis Carr, thank you very much for your time today. I look forward to it all unfolding. Thank you, Faye. So there we have it, some sound advice from Linda Davis Carr, which will hopefully help you stay on track when it comes to keeping focused for 2018. Whatever your small business is, we'd love to meet you at Freelance Mum. We meet on the second Tuesday of every month and the fourth Friday as well, and there's lots of chatter in between in the mothership. So whatever you're up to, so make sure you check out one of our events at Freelance Mum dot, k dot